Hello, Internet. It's Tori. You're listening to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. For updates on when episodes go live, follow us on Twitter and Facebook. To join the discussion, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash CosmereCast, where you'll find an invitation to our Discord server. Thank you for listening, and please enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. I'm your host, Mike. Joining me this week are Dave. Anyang. And Tori. Hello, Internet. And we start every week with good thing. So, Dave, you're up first. All right. My good thing this week is uh, I caught a bit of a stream last night. It was Chippendale Rescue Rangers on NES by Sinister One and his friend. And they were doing co-op world record attempts of Chippendale Rescue Rangers on NES. And uh, it was a really cool speed run. They use a lot of... Uh, respawn abuse because when you respawn in that game you get on like a little balloon and you can float and just go through walls and skip a bunch of stuff so they kind of like trade back and forth uh you know taking uh taking a fall and respawning in a convenient location so uh really good use of technique and a couple like zips in there that are co-op only they're pretty cool it's a really uh really neat speed run you should check it out uh my good thing this week is a movie that's on netflix that's been around for a little bit that I just got to recently, uh, Mitchell's versus the Machines, which is, I would say, the worst Lord and Miller thing that I've seen, with the exception of Solo, which doesn't count because they got fired halfway through and replaced at great expense by Ron Howard, a sister bit my moose. Is this about Richard Mitchell? Or Billy Mitchell, rather? No, this is about the mitchell family going on a cross-country road trip uh during which the robot apocalypse happens and the robot apocalypse is donkey kong arcade machines and it's about hot sauce sure anyway oh, all right uh mitchell's versus machines again probably the worst lord and miller thing i've seen still very very good have have you seen i haven't the watched it but i've i've heard good things about it uh i posted like basically basically the long form version of that really funny uh Love Death and Robots episode with the Vacubot 5000. Still won't watch that show. I should get around to it. You really um, should. But I posted a gif of one of the best things in the movie in our Good Things channel of robots scanning their their pug trying to decide what it is. And it, it bounces between dog, pig, dog, pig, loaf of bread. Error. Anyway, it's, it's good stuff. You should watch it. Mitchell's versus the Machines. Tori. Oh, is it my turn already? Um, okay, so the new Lord of the Rings show, Rings of Power, dropped on Amazon. There's two episodes out at the time of recording, uh, which is the day before Labor Day. And um, I really enjoy it so far. Um, I thought it was fun. And there's a lot of characters doing a lot of things, like different plots happening concurrently. But um, I, I like all of them, so... There weren't any that I was like, oh, can we get over this person and get to that other character? No, I, I like all of the characters. Yeah, the like, Hobbit... uh, oh, it's a Fluttershy episode. Yeah, it, yeah like that. <laughs> but the Hobbits are perfectly cast. Uh, Galadriel is perfectly cast. Uh, I love the music. Really evocative of the, uh, the movies. And um, yeah, I'm liking it. Neat. Awesome. Uh, so I guess the magic of editing. No, I'm not going to do that. Um, I guess it's time for I don't know. What do we do next? 
up to and including chapter 13. No, I think we go into spoiler time next. And then after that, you do your chapters. No, you can't do spoiler time without Craig. What are you going to talk about? We could talk about that I think Rushu might be a uh, Chandra. Interesting. Go on. Well, she's she, got a shaved she, head, and hair is difficult for Chandra, so like that's that's a sign. Yeah. She um, carries a lot of paper around. Yes, which... So she probably has the blessing of my... Which suggests incredible strength on her part. Um, she, she, yeah, yeah. She gets warned about, like, the island might be dangerous, and just completely ignores that and jumps straight out onto the island. Oh, yeah. And then, like... When they go and they find all the ATM, she's like, "Oh, we need to take this back with us." Yep. And then, and then there's that one scene where her skin goes completely translucent, and you can see her bones underneath, and they're made of crystal. Yeah. It's a dead uh, giveaway that is. Although on Roshar they're called chips. So, how about those chapters, Dave? Chapters what? Ten through thirteen. Chapters yeah, Dave through good. Dave. Is it nine through thirteen? No, it was, it's 10 through 13. Or is it 11? Is, okay. Um, let's do that then. Chapter 10. Solid boat folk. Cord wants treasure. I've heard of Black Bean before. Risen thinks Nickley was the traitor all along? What an idiot. How to cook for 40 humans. Let's find out who you really are, Nickley. So, I don't know what happened. Um, so Risen is talking to Cord, and she's like, I know why Queen Navani and Queen Yasna sent you along, because you can see Spren and all. But why did you agree to join? And Kord's like, I want treasure. And then Risen's like, hmm. And then Nickly, Nickly shows up and he's like, Babsk, not Babsk, Risen. I found Rebsk is the word. Although she's not his Rebsk because he's not a ship folk. Anyway, Nickley's like, oh, look, I was going through Cord's belongings, and I found this Blackbane poison. Let me proceed to tell you all of the intricate details of Blackbane and how it works biologically, what regions it grows in, what black markets you can procure it at, and how to best prepare it to kill your victims. You see, Cord is a traitor. <laughs> Laid and... it on a little thick, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Risen... You know, gets the uh, gets the guards to to capture Nickley, and she's like, you know, I already had had people go through cord stuff, and I didn't find this black pain poison. And then we went through your stuff, and we found this book about how to poison people. <laughs> so like, it what's was a going cookbook. on? It, it was a cookbook. cookbook. It was how to cook for forty humans. Right. <laughs> be sure to humans like a lot of salt, so be sure to use a lot of salt to cover the taste of the poison. Well, okay, it's just a normal cookbook, but Nickley also has annotations in there. Uh, yeah, annotations that are like, uh, yeah, I, I totally don't eat normal human food, so I need to make a note of this thing to remember it. <laughs> humans have taste glands on their tongues. Interesting. Yep. And you guys ever see Treehouse of Horror? Yeah, yeah, I got and, the joke. Just find that the aliens had the cookbook. Okay, yeah. Which, which was itself a parody of an older—I don't remember if it was Twilight Zone. Um, 
is like the aliens show up and they've got this book and it's like, oh, surely the answers to life, the universe and everything are in this book and people start translating it. Meanwhile, the aliens are like, well, uh, we're going to go. Who, you, any of you guys want to come with us? And people are like, oh, I don't know. Should we go with the aliens? Should we not go with the aliens? And um, so some of them are like, yeah, you know what? We're going to we're going to go. And as the uh, the ship is lifting off and pulling away, one of the translators runs out and is like, it's a cookbook. It's a cookbook. Uh, yeah. All right. So Tori's good and thing then... was aliens that eat people. Uh, Craig, I think <laughs> you're up. And then he broke his glasses and hey couldn't guys, read all the books. I'm here. I made it. Oh, my gosh. There's a Craig here. How did that happen? Uh, I thought I would miss the good thing, and I did not miss the good thing. A wild Craig appears. Uh-oh. Well, uh, I don't know if this is a good thing, but my cat is currently stuck in the office with me. So I will have to take care of that after this. But my my good thing this week is um, you guys. Mike, Dave, and Tori, you get to be my good things this week. Because honestly... Everybody. That's <laughs> Mike, um, it, it's it's interesting. Like you sort of popped up um, just from streaming, I think, like just due to the fact that Dave and I do a lot of streaming. And I think it's uh, from Alucard stream because that's where we know everybody. What's funny is, Mike, I have seen you around on lots of people that I watch. Like we we watch the same things, but we didn't necessarily share those same people. So I'm just like, oh, there's there's Lam Lamwood. Um but Tori, I met you because of this podcast, and I'm glad to have met you. And Dave, I've known you since the grocery store days, and we are good friends, and I'm glad for that. We gotta, we gotta do some board games. I think. Are you pregnant? No. Okay, you just seem to be. You like... wanna be? I just rushed <laughs> home, <laughs> and, oh, okay. and I had to like start a load of laundry and stuff. But uh, yeah. I gotcha. No, I was just asking because you're like. You're coming out and telling us all this stuff like you're going to give us all of your treasured belongings. You know, <laughs> like you're like you're you dying. Are you dying? <laughs> That's yeah. what I meant. What I, I, I will Pregnant. be dying in 50, 40, 50. You know what? I'm crossing my fingers and hope we get the the singularity slash human upload ability mm -hmm, before mm -hmm. I die. That's what I'm, I'm thinking about on. dying my beard. Got a little white in there. Oh, I'm, oh no! Go with the white. Embrace it. I'm I'm counting on um, climate-based civilization collapse. I already sold. Um, I already cashed in my 401k. You mean before you go gray? Is that what you're saying? Oh no! I'm I'm already quite gray. Like I'm gray enough that my formerly dark brown slash black hair is like medium brown. And even Gandalf is jealous. Anyway, Craig, you actually did miss good thing. We were in the middle of some chapters. Wait, really? Yes, really. <laughs> how to cook for 40 humans. Wait, That's kids, how we got you, on you were talking about that, so I'm like, oh, Tori's talking about a book. Yeah, the cookbook from the chapters. Did you read them? Oh, how to cook for 40 humans, the one that Nickley had, yeah. Yeah. Whoops. Well, I'm embarrassed. And then his mask got removed, Scooby-Doo style, and it was Old Man Patterson, owner of the Old Abandoned, Old Abandoned Amusement Park. And he would have got away with it, too, That's... if it weren't for you meddling Herdazians. That's funny, because, like, when I read it, I didn't really think about the how to how to cook humans, how to cook for humans, how to cook 40 humans. I didn't even think about that. It's so funny. It's so true, though. And that's the end of this week's first chapter. Although it's it's more the cooking was more how do you hide the taste of poison or whatever the heck he was going to add into it. 
and also notes on like adding a ton of salt to stuff and yeah. overcooking things because humans like things cooked all the way through instead of raw. The other option to make the Futurama reference. I put one tablespoon less of salt than a lethal dose. And then Zoidberg says, I shouldn't have had seconds. I, oh, I, I uh, laughed at that. I was muted. That that got a legit chuckle. Just so uh, just so people know that I didn't know Cell Dave's great Futurama reference. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I updated the Shards Are, Shards Are Loaded meme to have Cosmere Deep Dive logo on Leela's hat. You should where check could it I... out on our Discord server, Mike. Where could I see that maybe twice a week on the same day on maybe a Tuesday? Oh, yeah. That's right. I should also actually upload it to Discord server, so I'm not lying. Okay, but what about that Tuesday thing? You want to tell people about that? Twitch.tv slash crossproduct 2 p.m. and 8 p.m. Eastern time. What's happening at those times? Uh, I'm listening to this stupid old podcast. Oh, yeah? Sounds fun. Tell us more. It's called the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. You might have heard of it. Uh, the editing no, is no, uh... real bad. Like, the the audio levels are way off. Craig is so much louder than everybody else. Wait, am I actually? Whoops. Yeah. I have to cover my ears every time Craig starts talking, and then I remember wearing, that I'm wearing headphones, and it gets worse. <laughs> um, you guys, if you're listening to this, uh, just realize it gets better. If they're listening to this, they have already realized that, Craig. <laughs> I know, that was the joke. That's the joke, you know. Anyway, uh, back to chapter 10. Uh, you did miss a bit at the beginning where they actually worked out some of the flaws of Risen's chair. Risen's floaty the chair. Flaws. Yeah, they painted it yellow, and that uh, solved everything. Uh, yellow, okay, you're right. I did miss that, you're right. Oh, Craig, we also... Uh, talked about why i think what's her name rushu might be a chandra i'm i'm more on board with that now oh really okay it's funny because you guys sort of talked me out of it and okay well i'm back I'll, I'll be on board that train sure it's it's mostly that in these chapters she's told that there's like potential for imminent danger and she's like i don't care i'm gonna i'm just gonna go rush ahead onto the island anyway yeah, it does feel like she could take a hit or two and not really care about it, which is her name which is, is very Rushu. Well, that that is a good case for that. And wait, and also Rush is the dog from Mega Man, and conjures are dogs. GG. Makes sense. Yep, there you go. All right, chapter eleven. Chapter eleven. Someone dies, but then doesn't. They'll probably all die. The Lopin sticks his foot down. Clisson had a great sense of humor. Galopin is as good at remembering names as Dreamy Kaladin. Some kind of city or something? I'm not really paying that much attention. That's all that happened in Chapter <laughs> 11. There's a storm. You try to say where they are, and it's like some sort of city or something. Yeah, I don't know where they are. Uh, they're in the Eye of the Storm island. Islands on the storm by the doors. I mean, the Earth Gates. So they're yeah, on Akina. Uh, yeah. Akina was like the main location of Iamia. Iamia is the chain of islands that they're located. That's and That's what Jay Sherman says on the critic. Akina. And Akina is the act like the main land slash city that. that it's like I'm Hawaii in. is both a state and an island. Hawaii yes. is the largest island in Hawaii. Yes. Uh, yeah. But then someone dies and then doesn't. The, yeah, Lopin Lopin, saves him. the Lopin gets to be like a proper hero in this chapter. He's great. 
I like it though. He's sort of like, oh, well, gotcha. that's not going to happen with me here, just, which is very Windrunner esque, and it's good to see. Like Lopin always was like, okay, he's clearly a squire, but now I'm you're sorry, actually what, getting to see. Sorry, him. who? The Lopin. Thank you. All right. Yeah, I need he's to like, use the proper. I name. will remember those who have but lost their identity at sea. I'm actually kind of surprised it's just the Lopin doing this. Like, why isn't Huyu also out here helping? He's playing with the pens. I don't know. The or, or as What's Craig it? calls him, go ahead and pronounce Huyu's name, Craig. Is it Hoyo? Yes. Hoyo? Yep. Huyo. That is how you've been pronouncing it. Huyo. Hoyo. Okay. Who? What? No, this isn't a gag, you guys. Who? This is real. Is, is, should I just say this Huyo? This is actually happening. Huyo? Okay, Huyo. so when when Christopher Eccleston played a classic British TV character that was Doctor Who, and when you play with a little wooden toy that's a like a cylinder on a string, it's called a yo yo, and then you combine those two together and you Huyo. get Doctor Yo Yo. Correct. Doctor Yo. Doctor... So you guys are saying Who Yo, Doctor Pendulum, and I was saying Hoi Yo, Who Yo. I mean, I could say who yo. I'm from Philly. I could say yo. Can you, though? Yes. It can say cheesesteak. I could say cheesesteak. Oh, guess what I ate today? A cheesesteak. Was it like a proper one with cheese whiz? No, it was not a cheese whiz. Cheese uh, so, Michael, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm Mike. not currently in Philadelphia. I went to Philly earlier today, but we didn't eat a cheesesteak there. because You don't have to have a whiz wit. It's fine. Craig doesn't even like onions. I mean, I don't like I... wit. If I ever visit Philly, I'm getting a proper cheese whiz. You should. Cheese I'll say you should get a whiz whiz if you if you're visiting. I will get yeah. one once and try it, and then make a decision from there. But yeah, yeah. And also, whatever the pork roll thing is, you guys keep talking about. I'll get one of those. Too. Yeah, pork roll. That's uh, Dave. It's more of a Jersey thing, but it's close enough. So, uh, for those of you at home, if you're ever thinking about visiting Philly, I like Steve's steaks which is not technically one of the two main ones it's one of the the branches of one of them but in my opinion they're the best because they do melted american cheese they have really good rolls and they they're the ones who do the slices instead of the chopped so maybe i'm a little bit weird i like the slices though it's full of flavor the chop, chopped is where it's at but it, all the all the craig heads out there who know that the who know their lore properly well, know that Craig doesn't eat food. He's cereal only, so you shouldn't trust his food opinions. <laughs> well, I'm still from Philly, so go. I like I love wait, soft wait. pretzels. Craig, you want to invent soft pretzel cheesesteakos? <laughs> what? <laughs> the we can make a breakfast cereal out of cheesesteak. Breakfast. Uh, yep. All right, we'll patent it. Don't don't anyone steal our idea until we patent it. Uh, we have it on recording that it was our idea. We won't make any money from it, but at least our names will go down. All right. Um, so there's a storm. Someone dies, but then doesn't. Someone dies, but the Lopin dives. Uh, but, you know, they'll probably all die. How are they going to get out? No, like, seriously. I means aren't going to let all this happen. Everyone's just going to die. That's not, not, not eventually. Maybe we still have, like, half the book before they die, but they're all going to die. The Lopin gets to show off that wind running isn't necessarily tied to wind. It works just fine underwater. It's true, yeah, he can lash. What if he accidentally lashes particles of water? Does he just make, like, does he make reverse rain? And then after it runs out of stormlight, it becomes regular rain. But reverse rain would be Nair, 
and then that would just take all of his hair off. Wait a minute. Why don't they, to... use, they should use Windrunners as, like, artillery machines. Think about it. You could actually just probably infuse, did. infuse, like, a mortar blast, t- tornado bomb, dynamite, firework, and, like, infuse it on an angle. And, like, you could have Ardents calculate the trajectory and stuff. Yeah, the difference, though, is that you have to calculate exactly how much storm light you're infusing into an object, because that determines when yes, it starts they falling. Will do so that. That, They will do that, yes. Well, they will do that, but I'm I'm not convinced that a person can be that precise. I mean, it shouldn't be any harder than throwing a baseball. Sure. You have to know how hard to throw it. That is true. I'll give you that one. Okay. We're going to put that in a possible category. If an iron Maybe pusher... I remember like a basketball. And a wind runner both use their power on the same piece of metal in opposite directions. Which way does it go? It doesn't go anywhere because it's aluminum. Or silver. Or aluminum gilded with silver. Uh, that's just called a cereal bowl. Um, there's some kind of inconsistency with silver. I kind of remember once. Uh, no it, inconsistency. It's just alimantically inert. But then on Shadows for Silence World... It works against the ghost things. Right. So is is it just alimantically inert, or does it somehow block investiture like aluminum does? Don't believe it blocks investiture at all. It just it just doesn't do anything with alimancy, and I don't it's think not... it can be like iron-pushed, steel-pulled? Iron-pulled, steel-pushed, whichever way right. that goes. It must not be ferrous or whatever. Okay. Uh, anyone? Oh, yeah, it'll open, then it'll open... Ties, he lashes everyone to the to the boat like uh, that time I thought they were lashing the boxes to the boat. Only this time it's real and it's people. <laughs> well, Remember those that? people those people were also rope lashed to the boat first, but the ropes were yeah. short, but not good enough. Yeah. Remember the crates? That's like my favorite. <laughs> Can't wait to get up to that episode. Yep. Every sailor is actually a windrunner. And ropes were never invented on Roshar. No, actually, they just brought the crate over and started whipping it. (laughs) All right. Uh, Clisson had a great sense of humor, not just because he laughed at the Lopin's jokes, but also because he didn't laugh at Huyo's jokes. And then I just kind of made note of how the Lopin is learning all the sailors' names and getting to know them, knowing who's good at cards and stuff, just being an all-around pal guy, you know? And uh reminded me of Kaladin. Um, there's this character Dreamy. named Dreamy Kaladin. He exists, yeah. and I'm reminding you about him. Yeah, like much like the Lopin did in this week's chapter. And then they get there, and I forget somewhere. I don't know a city or something. Thought they were just gonna get to the island, but they found a city or something. Something with like structures. I don't know. Maybe we'll find out in next week's chapter. Any questions about the uh, Eye of the Storm? Didn't think so. Guess we'll talk about Chapter 12 then. When the edit comes through on this, you won't notice how long those pauses were. Licky means cognitive realm. The things Mike does for our listeners. He pushes one button. Dang. Uh, (laughs) I push multiple one buttons. Uh, They'll probably all die. Secret Alethi mission. Larkin overboard. Yeah, I have no idea. I read this chapter like two hours ago. I can't retain all that information. All right. So in this chapter, 
Uh, that's court is is with Risen, and um, they're you know near the island now within the storm. And I think Cord mentioned something about leaky, like as in seeing into the realm or something like that, which is why you're like leaky means cognitive realm. Are you talking about that chord or Discord? No, the character chord. Um, I don't know what the the reference to they'll probably all die means, aside from like they're probably gonna die. No, like just in general, like they can't succeed at this mission. The Iameans can't fail. Okay. Um, secret secret Alethi mission we already know about. That's the the thing where they have to go find a Northgate. Um, it was a secret to everybody, but Risen knows. And Cord actually makes a comment like, and somehow Risen also knows. And then, uh, Cheery Cheery, like they they point out like, look, we're here. Like it, look in the water, and here we are, and everything, and. Cheery Cheery gets excited and dives into the water. And then we say bye to Cheery Cheery. Bye, Cheery Cheery. Bye, Cheery Cheery. We'll never see you again. All right, moving on. Chapter 13. They'll probably all die. What's the thing under the water? Too bad the Lopin is crushing so hard on Cord because he's going to end up with Risen. That's called the Sokka style. Learn it. I'm tired of him saying sure all the time. I am. I am. GG. These gems are making me thirsty. These gems are probably fake. Like the sleepless are like, okay, you got what you came for. Now leave. The Lopin does not have a nacho blade. Kremless. Let's go make history. No, that's not what that says. <laughs> no, that's what I typed. That's oh, autocorrect? Why would it say diggity instead of history? What is diggity? No diggity, no doubt. I chased after him to get it back, but gave up after diggity six miles. An overwhelming abundance of diggity. Diggity doodah. All right, do you want to walk us through the chapter? Dave or Craig or Tori? Tori. Me? Um, okay. Me? So... That's me. Uh... Yeah, so they get uh they get to the island and um and Cherry Cherry jumps overboard. Yeah, that that seems to be it really. Sorry, that was last chapter. But then the Lopin shows up. Oh, there's this whole bit about how Rushu's like, All right, boys, get all the treasure. Yeah, because they're like Yeah, she it's kinda of funny when she's like, Yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Well, they're like, well, you're an artist, so you don't care about this, and you're going to want us not to touch this. And she's like, I don't care. Pack it up. Let's go. She's I want to go swim in it like yeah, I'm she's Scrooge like, McDuck. Yeah. She's like, I want to <laughs> sleep on a pile of gold. Let's do it. Which I'm upset. Like, Where's your, your DuckTales reference here, Dave? Come on. She's not swimming in it. She wants to sleep on it. And we already had swimming through beads. That's called the cognitive realm shade smart. Anyway, she's like, oh, you know. I'm not allowed to have possessions, but I need to sleep on a pile of money, you know, for science. So I could see if it actually feels comfortable. And because she's a chondra, it would be comfortable. It's true. She could just mold her back or make some kind of weird shoulder noise. Uh, so uh, what's what's the thing under the water, Dave? I have a theory, but I would like to hear what you have first. It's the thing that's eating the stormlight. Okay, but right? what what is that? Cheery, cheery. Well, maybe it's Cheery Cheery's mom. That explains why Cheery Cheery went in the water. Yeah, there you go. It's Cheery Cheery's mom. Okay. My theory is it's one of the big underwater scary fish things from First of the Sand Sun. Bed. Oh. 
Oh, yeah, that thing. And they, they imported it, and it now it hunts everything psychically. It could very well be. That's a really cool theory. A cool theory. Thanks for watching. So are we going to talk about the rest of the chapter? We talked about the rest of it first, remember? The the Lopin did a cool landing, and everyone's like, oh, so Yeah, cool. that's, I wrote that. You did write that. It's the Sokka style. Yeah, it's the Sokka style, and he's trying to impress Cord. You know, it you is know, funny it, that it, you pointed out the shore thing. It it has been bothering me, but that's sort of that's his vocal quirk to say shore in the middle of sentences. Um, I can't remember pretty, if Huyo does it too. I bet he would pretty, if he spoke better Alethi. Pretty heavy. Well, we the Lopin does it in her Dazian as well when he's talking to Huyo. He still does say the shore thing. I think. Would you like prefer him to say Sewer? <laughs> Bring him so back to class. Yeah understand but yeah it, it is a little bit annoying i have noticed it i'm trying to ignore him like that's just the way that lopin talks he says cousin and he says sure he said cousin like a philadelphian see proof uh yeah sometimes when when we get the lopin perspective i'm sorry the the lopin perspective i just like i feel like he's just a lesser wayne sometimes i, I feel like the lopin and wayne would get along pretty well yeah. I think they'd maybe, have a good conversation. Maybe the Wayne could teach him a thing or two. All right. Lift, the Lopin, Wayne, and Nightblood all need to be roommates. But Lift and Nightblood are already roommates. Yeah, and then their rent gets raised, so they need two more two more people living with them. They're charging rent to a sword? Or wait, I guess the rent isn't per, per person. It's not like a an inn in Final Fantasy. Or it's like, oh, you want one room for four people? That'll be four rooms worth of money, please. Or no, wait, not Final Fantasy. Other games. Or wait. And that's the end of this week's chapters. Yeah. So do we have a short episode this week, or do we have a spoiler time, Craig? <laughs> uh, let's kick Dave off. Okay. Bye, Dave. Bye, Dave. Guys, uh, I guess I'm kicked off the show. This was my last episode. I'll be seeing you around. Bye. Bye. Dave's gone. Play the thing. This concludes the spoiler-free section of our podcast. If you are, as I am, reading along for the first time, we recommend that you stop listening now, as the following will contain spoilers for not only this book, but for other Cosmere books as well. There may also be general spoilers from any other source material. Spoilers begin now. I, I actually, it's not going to be too long, but I do have a couple of my highlights. I will. I would like to remind you guys, you asked for this. We did. All right, chapter 11. This is the Lopin. He gripped... Uh, yeah, this is L Lopin perspective, I should say. Um, this is when he saved the dude. He gripped Lopin's hands and thanks. The old one, his bridge forehand, not his knight radiant hand. And I thought that it was interesting that he has this distinction between his knight radiant hand versus his bridge forehand. It, it is interesting. The, the fact that he grew his arm... Like, we wave it off a little bit, and it's, it's part of the Lopin's mindset and how he was able to regrow the arm, whereas someone like Risen, for example, um, is not able to to have her body healed. And it very is very much a mindset. The Lopin never saw himself. Like, he made jokes at his expense because that's just, you know, he explains it in this book, and that's just part of how he is. But I'm not entirely convinced he really ever saw himself as... A one-armed man, having having his arm bitten off was would not show up as a like gold shadow ultimate choice thing. So um yeah, 
So yeah, that that's part of his mindset. I wanted to highlight that. Uh, continuing on, this is uh, talking about the thing in the water. It was one of them. The things that had feasted on stormlight, draining the windrunners who had tried to investigate the storm before. Um, I thought I thought they were the same thing as Cherry Cherry. Are they not? Uh, I thought the big thing in the water was actually a uh, sleepless with like a ton of Kremlings. Okay. It could be. Also, it explains uh, this one in the water seemed far larger and more blobby somehow, which actually reminds me more of like a, a great, was it great fiend? Chasm fiend? Chasm fiend? That thing. See, I thought it was just a full grown larkin. I mean, there are larkins here, but yeah, I thought I thought thing in water was was another sleepless who is like actively guarding the place. There's a whole big battle scene later. Yeah. Yeah, I just I've only read this book once, uh, actually before Rhythm of War. So this is actually sort of. Yeah, I'm I'm on the same timeline as you of like preview chapters, Dawn Shard, Rhythm of War proper. Mm-hmm. Haven't revisited since. Yeah. Um, continuing on, Risen placed Cherry Cherry carefully in her lap and the creature didn't move much, but did keep her attention on the sky. Could she sense those invisible spren, perhaps? Uh, and I wanted to highlight that because that's. Cherry Cherry can see a little bit into the cognitive realm, much like Cord can as well. So it's just like you sort of get a peak, like an overlap, since the cognitive and the physical realm overlap a lot uh, in terms of like their physical space. I don't want to say physical because that is strictly physical realm. But you know what I mean? Like there's a one to one correlation for the most part, unless you're in water slash space. But when it comes to physical land with People and objects, not not necessarily just people, but animals, objects, things like that, anything that can have a mind, then it's pretty much a one for one. Um, and as we've already seen, Sprin, who come from the cognitive realm, little pieces of them like leak through into the physical realm. Uh, so you'll have like a Sprin's tongue, like the anticipation Sprin, you'll see the their end of their tongue. But it's actually like a big like non-crab warthog thing. I don't know what the heck they described it as. Not that. Um, but yeah. By the way, uh, future, not necessarily spoiler spoiler time discussion, uh, because I would like to have Dave on discussion, but I would like to talk about the three realms and how they actually work from a mathematical slash physics perspective. Uh, I thought you were trying to get an actual physicist for that. I did have a conversation with one of our listeners way back when I first mentioned that idea. Um, So they helped actually give me better ideas of how these things overlap but unfortunately i don't think i have an actual physicist who can join us for the talk yet however if you're listening and you want to talk send me a message in discord you can you can ping me in a spoiler channel or just send me a a direct message and uh yeah we could talk about this because i would like to describe it more like similar to the discussion we had with the connection and identity i'd like to have one about the three realms as always, join the Discord to tell us when we're wrong, please. It It's the best way to yell at us instead of screaming at your phone while it's playing a podcast. <laughs> uh, all right. And then I just highlighted the, the Rushu part. Uh, Risen's like, I suggest you wait until you're certain the beach is safe. And she's like, a fine suggestion. But don't worry about me, Brightness, as she settled herself on the bench on one of those boats. That right there is like, that's a chondra. That's, that's how a chondra sounds. But yeah, that's that. from our from our discussion from last week. I was like, yep, that mm, she sounds Condry. Yeah. Uh, was there a connection between the Luxpren and Cheery Cheery? Sky eels were the only other creature her size that could fly, and they were off, often accompanied by Luxpren. So as we've seen other creatures 
on Roshar. Uh, they seem to have a certain connection with the type of spren. This is very similar to uh, the the Parshendi and how they have different forms based on which spren is put into their gem heart. This is something very similar, and we're going to find out about this later on with Chiri Chiri. Um, but we have seen this with the, I'm going to say it wrong, the horses, the Rishodium, Rishodium, Rishadium. Rishadium, I was an H. The Rishadium. Uh, they are with uh, Rhythm Sprint, right? I think. Music Sprint. Well, okay, music. Um, and apparently Sky Eels need to use Lux Sprint. Or, but that that's the thing. In some cases, it could just be that there's a connection to them. For example, Windrunners, they bond with Honor Sprint, but they also have a connection to Wind Sprint because Wind Sprint and Honor Sprint are very similar. Chasm um, Fiends also uh, interact with Lux Sprint because they have an anti-gravity effect. It lets them get so big. Right. That's that's the sort of thing that they need. They need something in their gem heart in order to counteract the, the gravity and to get super huge. And that's why Cheery Cheery is here in the first place. Every we'll time that's are. mentioned, I, I think of that that wives tale that bumblebees actually are too heavy to fly. <laughs> I have never heard of that outside of the the B movie. Like I've I've not seen <laughs> I've not seen the B movie. But oh then let me recommend the B-movie on YouTube, <laughs> except it's the version where the movie speeds up every time the word B is spoken, so it's like seven minutes long. You're, yeah, you don't miss that's anything. The best way. That's the best way to watch it. That's seven minutes of a life you can devote to that, Tori. Okay. I'll I'll post it in good things after we get done recording for you. Sure. Um. Yeah, so anyway. Uh, and then Rushu saying, I just wanted to point this out because I was hoping to get a Scrooge McDuck reference doesn't mean a lady can't lie on a big heap of gemstones because that's very much a scrooge mcduck swimming did, your money sort of did thing. we miss the part where the lopin did a thing where he was worried it might kill him so he's like i'm gonna have to learn dead herdazian jokes yes i feel like we just read that yeah i can't i can't tell you exactly where it was but i i remember that well i know that was in this week's chapters i just don't remember where i think it was when he went hmm yeah, I don't remember either. Oh, like um, if the if the critter underwater got his stormlight, then while he was in the water, he was yeah. like, "Oh, I would die." Yeah, and Huyo was really helpful there in keeping track of which way up was and where the boat was. Yeah. Uh, you mean Rua? I do mean Rua. Dang it, Huyo wasn't helpful there. Huyo didn't do anything there. That we saw. No, he. We weren't watching him, so he did nothing. He stood motionless in a corner, Man. which is which is what all characters do when we aren't actively watching them. <laughs> yeah, we we learned that from WandaVision. Uh, all right, I have one more. Uh, when Huyo took it further, Crazy Corlano, he figured he could make them blink a certain number of times to mean different things. So in this case, I wanted to highlight Huyo essentially creating proto-Morse code. I mean, his Morse code has three different signals of one one flash two flash three flash yes that's why i said proto morse code it's it's the the start you know it's at least we're giving some message across and then of course it'll become more complicated later on which we could do a much more um, sophisticated system with emotes on twitch during your races (laughs) about which emote to use and how many of them and and like what that translates to, like hammer in Kakariko Village is yeah. 
PogChamp four times. Okay, you start doing that, you're going to get me banned from races, so don't do that. Only if ban- they find out about it, Craig. I mean, you're you're recording yourself saying so on a podcast that's going to go on the internet. Unless Future Mike is going to edit this part out. Well, it's still oh, no. on my channel. Future Mike keeps this. <laughs> uh, in all honesty, though, uh, I don't actually look at my chat while I race, just in case of something weird. Cause, um, luckily, people can't post chat messages. Mods still can. Mods can actually say something, although you guys have been pretty good about that. But I, I, if there's emotes or anything, like you guys are like 20 minutes delayed. So I'm sort of like, I have no idea what you're reacting to, if anything. Um, it's actually sort of funny when I watch the VOD after the fact, because then it's it's like you, I could see you guys reacting. But that was 20 minutes ago or whatever. The stream delay is pretty funny. So here's a relevant GIF in good things, Craig. <laughs> yep. That that is uh accurate. Anyway, that was the last highlight I had. Okay. Um not I, a big week for spoiler. I don't think the spoiler time is gonna is gonna be very long going into Rhythm of War. Like we're gonna have a few things, but not a lot. But then once, you know, um Mistborn two point four and all the secret project stuff starts coming out, then we're gonna have a lot more spoiler time stuff. I think. Yeah, right. we're going to have some good conversations because we're going to want to talk about it. Similar to what we did with Rhythm of War, we'll probably have like piecemeal discussions. They're going to be waiting for read. me to read is what's going to happen. Well, hopefully Lost Metal's not too bad because it won't be as long as a Stormlight Archive book. And that's the first book we're going to get in the short term future. Lost Metal is this year. It's coming out in like two months. Yep. November something. So, so probably about the time that this episode comes out. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Lost metal, guys. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna take two weeks off from editing and posting new episodes after like very soon. Um, and I'm gonna post some of the Patreon, a couple of the Patreon episodes instead. Uh, Lost Metal might be out by the time this episode airs. Go read Lost Metal, guys. I wish I could jump into the future so I could also... But we're already there, Craig. Beedly-doo, beedly-doo, beedly-doo. We're in the future. <laughs> anyway, I think that's it for, for this Hooray. week. So, Tori wants aliens to eat people. Bye, everybody. Good night, Internet. Bye. This has been the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at, at CosmereCast or like us on Facebook. Our theme music is Traveling Made Up Continents by Gillicuddy used with permission. Hear more from him at the Free Music Archive. Thanks for listening.